0: What do you do when your worldwide trip is cut short? When your camper van is sinking into the sand with the tide coming in and you meet a guy who's climbed Mount Everest back in the 70s, who's also a priest. Let's meet Vince Betham and his family who decided to grab a camper van and travel the north of New Zealand all the way down to the bottom of the south. We talk about how driving across country can be more fulfilling than flying around the world and why getting a franchise gym membership means you're always going to be staying clean. Just a few reasons why you'll finish this potty with itchy feet. And as always, we'd like to thank the sponsor of today's podcast, Dry Flush Toilets. If you haven't seen these amazing off-grid toilets, you really need to check them out. They're the cleanest, easiest, smell-free toilet that you've ever seen, and they recently won the best new camping technology in Australia. No more dumping chemicals or maintaining a composting toilet. Go to www.dryflush.com.au to see how they work. Let's get travelling.
1: Welcome to the Off-Grid Traveller Podcast, where we meet the people who go off-grid and into a life of adventure, challenge and grand new horizons. Whether on land or on sea, you'll meet some fascinating characters who've chosen the road less travelled and discover their best tips, worst moments, favourite destinations and a whole lot more. Welcome to
0: the Off-Grid Traveller. Today, I have Vince Betham, who is a gentleman who's, uh, during the pandemic, uh, travelled all the way from the top of New Zealand, all the way down to the bottom. Uh, And he actually, the plans you had before the pandemic started was to do a worldwide trip with your family. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. So yep. so so it's 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 interesting. Like, what what was the what was the plan for the the world trip? Did you have everything kind of the locations you wanted to go? Yeah, we actually had flights booked and everything. So,
2: um, and that all turned to custard when we so so. Actually, if I take a step back, so so um, I'm I'm uh, uh, married, got yeah. three kids, and um, it was a couple of years prior to 2020. So COVID hit 2020, but a couple of years prior to that. I think it's 2017, 2018, my wife and I were having dinner for our anniversary. So it was just the two of us. And we were, our elders tried to left home and we were kind of uh, um, talking about that and then mm. also talking about travel, how we had uh, tra- travelled together as a family uh, for a little while and it was a shame that she'd, she'd left and we, we missed out on, on being able to do that one more time. Yeah. And then we... Th- as we started talking, we realized that 2020 um, was the year where our eldest child, because she had gone away to the University in New Zealand. We realized that um, 2020 was the year that she would have graduated from uni. Mm-hmm. And our middle child graduated from high school. And our youngest child would be starting year nine. It was like, hey, that's like the perfect window of opportunity to go and do something. Go overseas as a family, that could be our last opportunity. And so we started, that that was when we planted the seed and the ball started rolling from there. And like you were saying before, the, we went to Thailand. So we left left Brisbane. I left my corporate job for 20 years, uh, you know, been in the corporate world for 20 years. Um, and our plan, our flights were booked to travel around random places that we hadn't been to before, like India, Russia, Turkey, uh, Middle East. Um, we had flights booked and we were Went to thailand because we we're going to use it as a base yes we love thailand and is also low cost of living etc um we got to thailand january 2020 and then that's when everything really kind of the whole world turned upside down shut <laughs> <off>. <laughs> yeah and we, we got stuck there we we couldn't leave um yeah and and uh but but we love we loved it and because we we're in Hohan, a couple of hours south of bangkok and we're in a nice house in a gated complex. Where we're safe, and um, food and all that. There's no problem, mm. um, so we're all good. But but we thought, oh, we better get out of here. And but at the time, um, at the time we were thinking, uh, we can't travel the world. Our flights were all cancelled. What can we do? Like, given that we have our family all together, this is possibly for the last time, like this, you know, before they go and get their own partners and families, etc.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, my wife and I, uh, even though we're both New Zealanders, we both grew up born and raised in um, the North Island of New Zealand. So yeah. my wife, Wellington, me, Auckland, we'd never really done much travel in the South Island, which is one of the most beautiful places, not just in New Zealand, but in, in the world. And yeah. so we thought, hang on, what if we can get back to New Zealand? Because New Zealand was closed, was it cl- everywhere was closed, but we thought, what well, if we can get back there, we could
0: just. Go and see the South Island. You've got. So you've I kind of been... started from there. Yeah, you've got the most yeah. beautiful place in your back garden and it's yes. taken the world to turn off for you to go. Well, actually, I can't do it. hold on. We, we've actually got an incredible experience there. I, I just want to, it's it's funny because obviously we were talking about it beforehand just before we unpacked that is that um, uh, you were in Hua Hin and I was in uh, North, I was in Chiang Mai at the same time. Yes. And um, it's funny because I mean... you were saying that in January, everything closed off and me and my uh, wife we were like, do we go to England or do we go to South Korea? Do we go to England or yeah. South Korea? England looked like uh the world was exploding and Korea seemed like they had everything figured out so we went there and it, it's just you know the, even though these crazy things happen I don't know if you remember when you were going in the plate like the flight and you you landed in uh Australia for the first time or to New Zealand they had masks we had army around us you're just going yeah. like oh my gosh like this is this is That's crazy eh? right it's like, like, was... out of a movie it just yeah. seems so surreal it's like is this really happening <laughs> put it in your ear look at in your eye like and you're just like am i yeah. yeah am i going into some sort of zombie apocalypse right now like that that is yes. terrifying yeah, yeah. so i just wanted yeah. to bring that up because that 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 i will never forget that um and then you do your two weeks um you know you you go into the little home uh for a bit and then um yeah, so you you did um you're in new zealand you're from the north please continue yeah so so so, so
2: we got to New Zealand. So, so we actually, we were stuck in Thailand for six months. We got a repatriation flight. Yeah. From, from Thailand to Australia. We had to quarantine in Australia, stayed for a week or two, and then to New Zealand because uh, our middle child wanted to do university in New Zealand. So, we went to take him over there. Yeah. And then we got to New Zealand. We had to quarantine in uh, Christchurch Hotel there. And while I was in, while we were in there, um, I was just looking online. Yeah, camper vans, motorhomes, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, um, making inquiries, ringing up on the phone, et cetera, and found a few that we actually wanted to go look at when we got out of quarantine. So as soon as we finished quarantine, um, we caught flights from Christchurch up to Auckland and uh, just went out and started test driving these these vehicles and ended up buying a camper van.
0: So, what, uh, for just yeah, to go into that then. So, you said there were a few that really caught your attention. Which, yes. Do you remember off the top of your head which ones you were like, "Oh, this this would be a great family adventure vehicle." Ah, uh, yeah, we're kind of looking at the ones at
2: the smaller ones. So, we only needed something that could fit um, three to four
0: people. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, we're looking at like s- smaller motorhomes or or camper vans that had a couple of beds in them yeah, yeah. and then so the bed uh sorry the the one we ended up buying was uh Toyota um high ace camper van which um uh which we bought in auckland um which 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 was really good um we're really happy i was really happy that we ended up buying that just because it ended up um suiting our travel plans from there uh so so it was uh I think it was two thousand eight. Yeah. So, so it wasn't too wasn't too old. It was um it was a uh, the same same size as a normal long wheelbase van. Mm, so you yeah. could just drive it anywhere. You could park anywhere. Yeah. The, oh, the only perfect. thing you couldn't do. Yeah. It was it was high top though. So the only thing you couldn't do was go in underground car parks. But in terms of anything else, you just park anywhere, drive anywhere like a, a normal car or, or van. Um,
0: that's all right just yeah. so even, because like, if you're not going to park parking, uh, you know new zealand overall is is pretty safe anyway and i'm guessing there's parking pretty pretty much everywhere if you look for it right so you i did you have any problem uh with it being that high or you just you just minimize your your point of going towards those sort of locations where you would park underground anyway yeah i i can't even maybe it only happened once where we mm. went to a and underground
2: car parks, oh, Hang on, we can't go in here. But the rest of the time, you know, it's parking on the street or just normal car parks. No issue at all.
0: And because um, it is that van yeah. size. You don't. You literally, like you said, you can just park it anywhere. So, like you could, you could be in the city or you could be out in the in in the countryside, and no one's. You'd never get any problems or qualms about it. That's interesting. One hundred percent. Yeah,
2: it had. It had. Um, it had two double beds that you had to make up. Uh, so so the bottom one was a double bed and then you had one above which mm. was more like a king single um but the interior height of it was was really good when the beds were packed away i could stand up in the van and move around easily and i'm six foot one so so the height was really good um and it had five seat belts in it as well so you could just use it as a commuter van uh oh, brilliant yeah so if you're driving around you need to make sure you've got enough seat belts if you buy a camper van that's just something to think about um And it was automatic, so so it was really easy to drive. Um, You just drive it around like a a car, or you know, just a normal van. Fast, easy, park anywhere. Set up is super easy. So you go into camping grounds. Yeah. Um, you know, I see people come in with big motorhomes or or caravans, and then it takes them a little while just to set everything up. (laughs) But we literally just drive into the spot, plug in the the power, and boom, we're good to go. And, And literally less than a less than a minute Um, and then when we want to move on just pull the power out and and then we're off you know we're not stuck to the camping ground having to use it as a base we can just
0: just go go anywhere so that because that that just tells me that your your view on it Vince was to find something which was king of convenience in the sense of like can we get an all-encompassing unit which then when we're on the road we don't have to focus on anything but plug and play yes Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Because I. Because I was. Because last night I was trying. Because it was a couple of years ago, so I'm trying yeah. to remember what we did. Um, but we. So we were in New Zealand from uh, July through to December, and we yeah. visited approximately 40 towns, cities, give or take. And so wow. we were traveling a lot. So on average, we, we were going to a new town every two to three days. Um, yeah some some towns we stay there just for one night because it's like uh you know in, in transit, other towns we might stay there for five days because it's a bigger it's a it's a city
0: things um, to do right small.
2: yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. the downside of the van though is that um you bloody have to sit up and pack down the beds every day. there's yeah, yeah. some <laughs> days we don't because we get lazy, but because you've got wooden slats you've got to put in place and then put the mattress cushions on top yeah, but but it's, it's like you're making driving. your bed but a bit extra.
0: you're driving so you just get 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 the other (laughs) family members to do it right yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's the way that's the way
2: i mean that was the only downside besides the space but but with the space we're spending most of our time traveling and then if we're at a place we're exploring and outside anyway so
0: yeah so it becomes your garden doesn't it everywhere becomes comes your garden you're you're literally in there for x amount of time you're going out and i like just out of your mindset because i know new zealand's got uh, a different temperate uh, climate from australia um you know was it was it bad weather was it good weather how 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 did you how did it fare
2: uh, most of it was amazing weather yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we were so fortunate uh we were so fortunate we had amazing weather new zealand is uh, uh quite easy to travel through it's obviously a much smaller country it's about 1600 kilometers long yeah so um compared to uh you know, good, it's nothing compared to like trekking through Australia. Australia's no. just <laughs> just a whole nother level. But but um but but that's the beauty of New Zealand. It's quite easy to travel through it. Good roads and and of course amazing um sights to see. And even though we went to 40 towns, we there's still so much that we didn't get to see.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You said yeah. it was about a five to six month trek that you did from top to bottom, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. So we we flew up to Auckland,
2: ended up buying a camper van there, and then we drove right up to the very top of the North Island.
0: Wow. Um, a, have you been to New Zealand? No, I haven't. Uh, it's, oh, it's on my list, go. mate. Yeah. Go. yeah,
2: yeah. You can take me on so the, the very top, van if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I recommend it. But yeah, the very top of the North Island is a place called Cape Reinga. Yeah. And you're literally there. You can see the Tasman Ocean and Pacific Ocean colliding. And, um, and we started from there and just made our way down, stopping our towns along the way. Uh, the North Island, we kind of just went down the middle because we, we've we been through the North Island many times before, so we didn't go to the coasts. Yeah. And then we caught the ferry across the South Island. In South Island, we went down the East Coast all the way to the bottom and then back up the West Coast. But um, we we didn't, uh. in terms of planning, we kind of made it up as we went along. Yeah. So we would plan maybe two two to three towns max in advance. Yeah. We would work out, you know, what are the must-see cities or sites that we definitely have to go to. And then we would look at the different routes to get there. And okay, oh, we could go this way, we'll go that way. And then, and yeah, that, that's about as much planning as we would do. And then we just book campsites as we went along.
0: And and you you because you mentioned to me uh, beforehand as well that um, during that time because obviously it was the pandemic there was barely anyone at those sites as well. Um yeah. So you you were in this kind of you know obviously it's bittersweet because their businesses are in a, a bit of a weird position, but you know you're at the same time giving them that stimulate the, the stimulus of going hey you know we're we're a family that thought why not let's go traveling yeah. around New Zealand and did you did you meet any other people? Uh, who were doing the same thing. They were like, we can't leave. So you've got these little pandemic families <laughs> adventuring around New Zealand. Wow. Actually
2: I don't think I don't think we did. We never really stayed at places long enough to get to know yeah. people. I've met some really interesting people though, but they were they were people that lived there at the
0: towns the locals. Live. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the locals. Some some amazing people I met. Like for example when friends Joseph We met this priest, his name is Father Mike. We went to this parish one Sunday, just randomly in this small little Catholic church. Um, And after his uh, Mass, we are just talking to him, and he's in his, I think he's in his mid-70s, and he turned, he he was the first, um, he was part of the first New Zealand expedition to climb Mount Everest. Okay. Uh, way back in the day he was he was a tour guide in the in in, in antarctica what uh, but he was talking about his his uh going up mount everest so so um edmund hillary was obviously the first new Zealander to go up but that wasn't a new zealand expedition i think there was a british expedition right. you know father mike went up and he he was talking about how he went up and he'd they let they saw someone uh, you know are other groups trying to go up but they're turning back and coming down as, as they were going up and uh there was one there was one group just ahead of them and he, they literally saw someone fall off the mountain no. pass away. So that group came back down after that happened. And his party, um, it got down to him and one other guy because the rest of their party just couldn't
1: you know, it's it's
2: just really, really difficult, harsh yeah. conditions. And he got to the point where he estimated they could see the summit and maybe it was um he reckoned five hours was all they needed to get to the top but i think that they had no they didn't use oxygen for this thing and um they're at the point where they knew 100 percent that if they went they would lose uh fingers and toes because wow. because their things were wet or frozen they were 100 and then there's a good chance a really good chance that they might not actually make it anyway so they had to make a really tough decision of those two him and the other guy of turning back even though they, they could see it just yeah like, but see, yeah yeah they're just amazing
0: people like that wow well, legend. All,
2: absolutely legend.
0: first of all you know you, take, you know toes and fingers definitely uh come ahead of the end of the, the you know the top of Everest but you know yeah. we're talking about this is what you said he's one of the first so this is going to be what fifty fifty years ago or or maybe even even longer that he did that, so you know these are different times as well. Whereas now so, you have yeah. all these different equipment, you'd have satellite, you know, everything right to to make sure yeah. you've got the ability to do that. Um, he couldn't ask anyone for help on on the radio potentially. Uh, oh man, so uh, that, they, they didn't even have ox- they didn't
2: even have oxygen tanks or anything. These are
0: OG. OG og (laughs) (laughs) OG (laughs) leaders and you met him and and that's and that's like that comes down to something i've spoke about on this podcast before is that go and talk to locals because nine times out of ten their story is going to send your brain off into another adventure like you know uh and i'll ask this and i'm sure you you may or may not are you planning on going to everest now uh
2: base camp base camp is (laughs) on my list
0: yeah, see <laughs> I value my life. I'm not a
2: climber. <laughs> I'm a real, I'm, I'll, I'll keep it real. Yeah. I'd love to, but yeah. you never know, you never know. Yeah. Once if you get you, a base you, camp. Or,
0: yeah. Well, I don't... Uh, have you done it? or are you thinking about uh, it? So for me, like the cold, the cold affects me pretty badly, right? Like yeah. my, my, my fingers and my toes get rapidly cold and um, I I love the cold, but... I'm very aware that I'd be the guy that's, you know, with with no fingers by the end of it. So logically, I should be heading to the islands uh, and and being nice and warm. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I can't argue how my body feels. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to your body. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So that that's that's really cool regarding um you know meeting locals and just understanding these crazy stories. But um, were there any times when you were on the route that you were like Oh this is this is a bad day like we we've just had one problem after another happen. Yeah I was, I was I was trying to think of one. Like we
2: didn't have any massive challenges to be honest. It was just like the most amazing year of my life. Um, <laughs> but there was one day there was this the scariest moment was at a, at a place uh, called 90 Mile Beach which is in Northland near the top of the North Island. It's a very long remote beach which is also yeah officially a highway so vehicles allowed to drive on it including tour buses normal cars they can drive like a motorway high speed and so we, we we stayed we stayed there for for a couple of days and i thought hey well let's just drive the van on give it a go so we put some food in the van the plan was to drive onto the beach and find a nice spot to have lunch and we're driving along on 90 mile beach um and when you're driving you you stay on the wet uh, compact sand because okay. it's quite hard and firm.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, driving along and then eventually found a particularly scenic spot and decided to stop and and park up park up there. But as I turned the van to park up, um, I ended up driving on sand that was very dry and soft, and so you just the van started started yeah yeah spinning started it. spinning and got stuck, and we tried pushing. Uh, we tried using planks, all sorts of stuff, and we just couldn't get it out. Nothing worked. I got on the phone, called some tow truck companies. They said, sorry, we don't go on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> and, I, and, and the tide the, 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 the tide started coming in. Oh. And uh, I, it was the first time in my life for a very long, I can't remember the, the previous time when I literally felt absolutely helpless. I wow. just like, what am I going to do? The tide's coming in. My family's here. this new camper van we just bought. Um, And then a couple of guys driving past in this uh, little small Suzuki four-wheel drive. They they drove past, and I looked at them, and then they turned around and came back. They, oh, rock and roll. They got out of the car, and they started laughing because I'd seen this happen. Because they were locals. they have seen yeah. this happen. So many other you know, people come in from out of town and... Getting stuck in the sand, and they just got their, their toe tow rope and pulled us out. I was just so grateful for those oh. guys. Oh mate, I'd, yeah, oh, I'll never make that mistake. The funny thing <laughs> is, when you drive, when you're driving onto the beach, yeah, just because there's a couple of entry points onto the beach, and there's all these warning signs, um, big nah, warning signs nah. saying "be careful," and I've got literally got photos of tour buses and cars stuck in sand, uh in the water that had been overtaken by the tide. But despite seeing all these signs, <laughs> we just carried on driving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Never oh, going to do that again. Well like yeah, you said, yeah. so you you know it was the best year of your life. So you you were living on cloud nine at that point, right? And so, yeah, so you're like, nah, yeah, it won't that happen happens. to me. I don't mind. Yeah, nah. And yeah, then it happens yeah. to you. Welcome back to Earth, um, yes. and then and then when you feel everything's gone, you've got again locals coming out of uh, nowhere to, to to save save the day, oh, and then yeah. bringing you back onto cloud nine because you know within within what uh, how how long was you stuck there? Uh, between half an hour and an hour, I think. Okay, so you yeah, you are slowly yeah. getting to that point where you think like this is <laughs> this is happening. Oh, uh, it might have been an hour.
2: It might have been an hour. Yeah, because I remember the tide coming in. Yeah, yeah. But those locals are little absolute legends. I'm so grateful to those guys who there you yeah, happens to be driving along the beach that day instead of the road they
0: decided to drive on the beach. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was lucky yeah, they had four, yeah.
0: four wheels, uh, uh yeah, four wheel drive as well, you know, because that that, that that would have been uh, how 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 heavy is your was your camper van, do you remember? Ah,
2: uh, not sure on the weight. Um sorry. Yeah, I don't I had no idea how much it weighed. Um, heavy <laughs> it was a long wheelbase and converted to a camper van so it's pretty heavy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty That's, heavy that sounds but cool.
0: um i I wouldn't mind driving on the beach again but definitely would only do it
2: on a with a four-wheel drive next
0: time yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah, so, and, yeah. and that so that that because obviously you know you did the you wanted to do the the global trip around the world right that mm-hmm. got switched and then you started doing the the the, the camping trip now I'm guessing there may be a plan for the future for you to go travel again. Would you, would you be ever doing a camping trip again? Or are you thinking of just doing, you know, like uh, that kind of round the world trip? What's, what would be more of an interest to you? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Um,
2: well, funnily enough, because our youngest child but now, mm. he's 16 at the moment going on 17. This is his last year of school. So
0: right.
2: just the other day, my wife and I were thinking about it. Oh, well, maybe we could do something next year. He could take a gap year before he does uni, and we could just do something. And we were talking about um, Thailand again, and or um, spending some time in Samoa, uh, you know, yeah. Pacific Island. My wife and I are both um, Samoa, and our parents born and raised there, and then they emigrated to New Zealand, which is where my wife and I were born.
0: Oh, awesome.
2: Uh, but but it would be cool to spend some time in our parents' homeland and experience the culture there.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: The third option is maybe Australia, but but um, you know, doing trapping around Australia, but that but that's that's next level. So that's a big yeah. one.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah no, I mean is doing that. I'm not sure if I'm quite ready for that yet. But yeah, we'll <laughs> see.
0: <laughs> well, it's and it, then and then it's it's understood, like cause um I, I've got I've got some uh friends who are currently in America who are doing the road trip around America uh, oh, and cool. their, their, their truck one, they bought a truck uh, and then um, it exploded. So they wow. like, they got a video of it and it's in fire flames and stuff like that. And uh, they, they got another one, but it's just really funny. Cause yeah, they, really have, they, they did a video going, Oh, it's great. We've got this. It's really cool. And then the next day they were like, Boom. it's on fire over there. <laughs> so Damn. Um, But it, it's interesting that like, in your mind, you you think that maybe a road trip would be more uh, interesting for your family as a, as a unit thing to do than to actually go to these locations and travel around Oh, flying around the world. again. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Flying hasn't really crossed my mind again just because I know flights are very expensive.
0: That's yeah, I've,
2: I've gone to New Zealand uh, a few times in the last six months and flights are uh, really pricey. They're nowhere near as cheap as they were pre-COVID. Mm. um and when they start coming down, we might think about that again, and finally when you talk about Amer- Amer- an American road trip is on you know on my bucket list anyway yeah, me is too. to go from west coast to east coast and then possibly fly to europe from there um
0: but yeah yeah that that would be really cool, yeah, yeah right. Big, yeah. That's a big one though, and that maybe, that, maybe. That, that takes a but lot it's of a planning. But that's a big one too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think I think for for, for me, if 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 I were you in your boots, I would probably you got you got Aussies so close to you that doing even like the East Coast or North Coast, you know, you're you're there right now. Doing those sort of areas would be uh, an easier route, and then, you know the big one is when, when your kids are a bit older and you know, they can drive as well. And maybe, maybe you can take yeah. them to a couple of the American bars when they're 21 or something. <laughs> so yeah, you can, uh, yeah. Or if you don't, if you wait till before they're 21, then you can go to the bar with your, with your wife and then they can drive you home. Um <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, they're doing that in New Zealand. Like I was here last month. Yeah. You know, t- so two of our kids are in their twenties. So it's 25. So the other one's 20. He's 21 now. 21 22 21 yeah 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 so he was he was driving me around after a few beers yeah
0: <laughs> that's the way forward right <laughs> that's, yeah yeah that's, yeah that's why you have them um <laughs> but yeah no brilliant mate um look the only thing i i really wanted to uh, uh more to ask you is just do you have any um like recommendations on tech or anything that when you were on your trip that you were just like we're so glad that we have this uh like we, we spoke to people before the way they've said stuff like um it's really good when you're on uh on a boat in the middle of the sea to have uh like this uh this software this app that allows you to track your positioning even if it's small bits of data. Did you did you find that there was anything that you were like, this has made my trip a hundred times better?
2: Uh tech I did have some tech toys in the van. Like I put in entertainment system GPS uh TV and that. But um but the things that came to mind not necessarily tech but um so so when we were in New Zealand we got um, mobile plans that had big data on them so Mm. we could And there are three of us doing most of the trip, so me, wife, and our youngest. And so we had a shared data plan with Vodafone New Zealand, so we could just get online anywhere. And so my son was doing school. He was doing school through Brisbane distance.
0: That's so cool. Distance learning.
2: Yeah, and I was doing – I have a couple of e-commerce businesses, so we needed to have access to the internet all the time, every day. And so because we had so much data available to us on our mobile plans, we, we could do that from anywhere. And we also had enough data for entertainment as well. Um, so that was one. The second one that, uh, for New Zealand anyway, which is really cool, was we got gym memberships. Uh, mm. We signed up to Snap Fitness. So it's a similar, uh, you know, the, one of those franchise ones. four seven everywhere, right? Just everywhere, right? Yeah. Just, everywhere like, just like Jets and there. We signed up Snap Fitness. And I don't know how many locations, but they usually had a gym in all of the major towns and cities in New Zealand. So we would go there. Uh, most days if it was available not just to exercise but also use these showers yeah um, so so we use these showers a lot as well that's a really uh, good point
0: that's a really really yeah. good point is like you you get one of those memberships and then, then you know then that's a what a month you know those franchise ones are normally lower price as well um, yes. and you get the showers you get the amenities you get a place to probably relax for a little bit um yep. that's a really good uh, reference point for anyone who's like you know we live in a world now you've got the internet at your fingertips you can go to all these amenities and have nice showers instead of the i'm guessing your one the shower that you had on on board was quite small quite compact
2: uh we didn't have a shower we oh had a, there you go um so so my, we went to camping sites that had uh you know showers toilets kitchens in the van we had a we had a kitchen with a gas stove microwave you know shelves and drawers and whatnot mm. um, we had a portable toilet
1: this episode of off-grid traveller is proudly sponsored by dry flush toilets australia home of the world famous lavio dry flush toilet This patented electric toilet has no chemicals, is not a composting system and can be set up literally anywhere in under 60 seconds. It looks and feels like an at-home toilet to use, but it can be used anywhere with no external power or water and it still flushes. There's also no cartridge to clean or empty and it's perfect for camping, caravans, converted vans, boats, tiny homes or anything off-grid. Go to www.driveflush.com.au and use coupon code off grid to get a 10% discount on your toilet order today.
2: Uh yeah, yeah, so so we just use
0: the showers at, at the camping
2: grounds and mm. at the gyms. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Gotcha. No, that's interesting. And then what would you say is the third uh, biggest uh necessity in in your mind for traveling uh tech wise? Uh tech wise, um
2: things like power inverters and reversing cameras, but I think most people already have them. I'd just say if you don't have them then get them. Yeah. Um you know, and a dash cam as well. So because you know it probably might be different to others because we were just traveling so much. So having a dash cam we didn't we didn't have any accidents, but it was good to have that just peace of mind.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So so to to reiterate gym membership uh uh data pack for when you're on the road and living uh working at the same time as traveling around and then um having power c- inverters to make sure you've continuously got you plug uh, a- plugins yeah no that's yes. interesting yeah yeah um yeah. and the the only other thing is what would you say to anyone who is thinking about doing this uh but they haven't found the right camper van yet um. Yeah. Well, whether it's finding
2: the right camper van or what, and if you're just thinking of doing it, just take action. Yeah. <laughs> just, just do it. Just do it. Just um, do it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, you know, it's I'll say that a, a dream without action is, is just a wish. So just love that. Take action. Make it a reality. Um. Mm. And and ever since that trip, I've said to my wife um several times, just at random moments, that that year 2020 was by far the, the best year of my life. Just amazing experiences, not just for, for me, but also her and, and our son. You know, our other son was with us for half of it as well, just for them to, to be able to um, experience, just life experience and see all those amazing sites in New Zealand. Yeah, there's some amazing places in New Zealand, um, particularly the South Island. you know, right. you got to do it. It's just one of the most beautiful places on earth. Um and 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 you were saying before how uh you mentioned how we were there and there weren't a lot of people around, which was a blessing for us, so we didn't have to compete. But also uh, you know, I felt sorry for the businesses. And mm-hmm. it it kind of manifested a couple of times in particular, I think, when we went to Milford Sound, uh which is uh um, often termed the eighth eighth wonder of the world, mm. and we were walking up to the ferry and we see see all these signs of where you 're supposed to be queuing up and it shows photos of tourists queuing up and there 's just everything 's just full you know the wharf is just packed with people waiting to get onto the ferries, but we were there was no hardly anyone around we just yeah. up and get on, and also when we went up to uh friends joseph. Um, which is a, a glacier, so we flew up on a helicopter, wow. and the tall guy took us um, there's glacial ice everywhere, small waterfalls, the purest water you'll find anywhere in the landscape, it was just like something out of a science fiction movie. but the the tall guy, when he was talking to us and uh, there was one point where he was almost kind of in tears. he was just so happy that we were there, and he's <laughs> getting to make some money you know, and just interact with people and make some money and yeah, yeah, it was like, oh wow. Just so so happy that we're we're here for them as well. Yeah,
0: like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It was it was, cool. It was cool. Sing Single-handedly uh, keeping the the travelling uh, community afloat uh, is Vince Vetham and his oh, family. Oh no, no, no. Back yeah. in twenty twenty, doing our small small, part, small <laughs> Yeah, part. of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, loved it, oh. loved it. Ah, brilliant. Well, no, Vince, it's been amazing having you on uh, the podcast and you've been a flipping uh, pleasure and a half, mate. Um, Yeah. Thanks so much uh, for joining us today. And uh, yeah, keep on traveling. If you or
1: someone you know would be an interesting guest on the show, we'd love to hear from you. We love speaking to everyday people who've taken to the open road or open seas for an extended period of time or anyone that's set up their life in an off-grid location. Please email guest at offgridtraveller.com.au to get in touch. That's two L's in Traveller.
0: If you like that video, you'll probably like this one and you'll really love this one. And as always, we want to thank you for joining us. And if you want to like and subscribe, it really helps the channel grow. And it means that we can talk about more travel, get more tips and everything off grid. Cheers.